Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly analysis and recap of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. My name is Augustine and I am so excited to be getting into season 2 with you guys. We're doing season 2 episode 1, Tony and Maxie today. If you're new to listening to the show, I recommend going back and getting familiar with the characters and what's going on because we're just gonna go right into it with the season since we've already laid the foundation in the last season. I'm sure everyone is ready to get right into it. So we left off the season finale with Tony getting hit by a bus and we pick up in this episode I actually never thought about it until watching it this time around, but it kind of teases that there might be a funeral happening. I don't know how I never noticed that before, but we open with a church and church organs playing some somber music. This could lead a viewer to think that Tony died and we're at his funeral or something, but alas, it's just Maxie and two friends dancing in the church to dubstep because skin so of course (laughs) then we see sitting in the shadows tony is watching maxie and his friends dancing and we see how fucked up tony is from the accident and that's going to be a huge part of this whole season but also especially this episode since this episode is titled tony and maxie I'm gonna try to pick apart their relationship dynamic a little bit. There's a lot that I don't really know how to put into words because we've seen everything with them from the Russia episode and the way Tony has been treating everybody. So I guess like one big theme is just how everyone is supportive of Tony even though he kind of fucked everybody over but they are really good friends to him and everybody's just trying their best in this episode to be there for him and also cope with the huge dramatic change and trauma that they've all been through because of this. Maxie really puts all of Tony's shit to the side to be a good friend for him in this episode. So we'll see that repeatedly. So Maxie and Tony take the bus together and we can see that Tony's really jumpy and he has a lot of PTSD with buses passing by. And I definitely can relate to this. I was in a really bad car accident and definitely will give you anxiety around cars. I couldn't drive for a really long time because I was so terrified and really had to just sort of exposure therapy myself to getting behind the wheel again and There are some parallels with that with Tony too in this episode. If anyone's been through like a major accident or injury, it definitely makes you scared of the situation and can take a really long time to get over the anxiety and the fears around that situation or objects that trigger that PTSD. They go to Maxie's house and we meet Maxie's mom, so we're introduced to Maxie's family and they seem pretty nice. His mom seems like a wonderful lady. We can see how Tony has a lot of coordination problems from the accident. He can barely hold the fork to eat and it seems like his left arm is a lot more injured than his right. Maybe I'm viewing that backwards on the screen, but 
It seems like one arm got really, really injured. We flash to the Stoneham house and see how his family's been affected by this and how they're dealing in the midst. His mom is sitting in the bathroom just really spaced out and upset. And Effie comes in and she's deflecting with jokes, which is fair enough. I mean, she's so young during this that I'm sure the implications of everything and what's going on is really hard for her to even conceptualize because I know it would be for me if I was that young. And again, we see that throughout this episode too. So Effie's just trying to cope and she's kind of making jokes and brushing it off. Listening back to the first few minutes that I just recorded, I'm sorry that I'm a little awkward and stuttery talking about the car accident, but it's a little bit triggering for me. So it's kind of hard for me to talk about all the details of Tony's accident without having my own PTSD kind of come up to the surface. Fortunately, there's a lot of other stuff in this episode, and that is the most graphic, I guess, part of it. So we see Maxie's dad, who is a dog trainer, dog dancer. If any of you know what that activity is called, write in, because I don't know what to call it. I'm going to call it dog dancing. We also meet the local group of bullies who are lurking around and they stop to harass Maxie, who's just going to see his dad. The guys are bullying him for being gay and there's the one guy who always has to go way too into detail and the rest of the guys are just kind of like, uh, is this just your fantasy, dude? Because that is how the cookie crumbles, isn't it? We get some insight into Maxie's relationship with his dad, since his dad is also a dancer, an artist of some sort, and Maxie basically says that he doesn't want to go to college and he wants to drop out of school and become a dancer professionally, and his dad is just like, no, there's no way, you have to finish school, and that's that, because you need a real job. Sort of the typical issue of being a young artist and believing in yourself and having your family say, no, you need to finish school. We can see that Maxie's dad really loves him, but he's definitely projecting his own failed dreams onto his son, and that isn't fair. It's not supportive, and it's not kind. But I understand why he wants Maxie to get a good education, because as a parent, you just want your kid to be set up for success, and the way that his dad even stands up to the bullies for him it's like his dad knows he's not always going to be around to defend Maxie and support him and help him. So he wants him to be able to make it in the world on his own and be strong. And then the group of bullies turn on Dale. This is the guy that Maxie's dad stands up to. And, <laughs> and Dale punches like this six-year-old kid in the group in the face. Which is such an in-betweeners moment. Oh my god, I was cracking up so hard at that. Tony's still at Maxie's house with his mom and he's asking for Sid's help and we'll see repeatedly that Tony just wants Sid to be there. It seems like Sid was probably there immediately after the accident the most out of everybody and that Tony's just so used to Sid being there for him no matter what. We kind of see a little bit of what everyone else is up to. Michelle is coping by getting wasted and just drinking shot after shot, which we've seen her do in previous episodes when she and Tony broke up. She also was coping with drinking. 
Chris and Zhao show up. They seem to be the most stable, but this also kind of ties their friendship together a little bit more, I'll just say, because they're the only two that aren't so directly impacted by Tony. They were just sort of regular friends to him. They didn't have any intense codependent or power dynamic friendships with him. So this happening seems to be sort of pushing them to spend more time together. Sid seems to be coping by spending a lot of mental energy on Cassie and we see this big tapestry over his bed with a picture of her and she's sending him letters and videos. He's just chain smoking and thinking about Cassie, which is a good escapism tactic, I guess. And he also takes a tab of acid that she sent him in the mail. Maxie's arguing with his dad because he feels unsupported and he really strongly believes that he's capable of making it as a dancer. So this argument continues on. So Jal and Chris take Tony from Maxie's house and they're bringing him back to the Stoneham house. And on the way, they see Anwar's new vibe. Uh, he's definitely got a lot going on with his outfit here. And he's trying to be the cool dude. I love the new fit, man. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> But he's all dressed up because they're going to a party that night and Tony's not invited and Tony is upset because he's being excluded, even though obviously he has severe brain trauma and injuries. But when you're 17, you're just thinking, why am I not invited? Why do I have to stay in? I hate being with my family. I'm losing my mind. So I get it, even though it's stupid because he should be just staying in and healing. We don't really know how long it's been since the accident, so I can see if it's been months and months. He must be just getting so sick of being in all the time and never seeing his friends being able to do anything. There's another lovely Stoneham family dinner. So relaxing and not at all tense and stressful, as always. That's sarcasm. Their family dinners are so stressful, and their family was already hanging on by a thread on a good day, so this accident, we're really going to see how it cracks and shatters the Stoneham family. Or maybe it'll unite them. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but it's looking like it will shatter the family. I have to comment that when we go back to Maxie's scenes, his room decoration is fantastic and is exactly how I've been trying to redecorate my living room and bathroom with the 70s brown and oranges. And the lava lamp is a really nice touch. Maxie has great taste. Dale and his dad show up at Maxie's to apologize, and he's baked Maxie a cake that says sorry with one R misspelled. It looks pretty tasty, honestly. I could go for a slice of that cake right now. While we objectively know that Dale being a bully is wrong and heinous, it does make for some good fanfic Wattpad fantasy, so... We see that Michelle is breaking down, sobbing, drunk in the shower, which is pretty much exactly what she was doing when she and Tony broke up and she was at the school gym. Everyone is just trying to deal and cope in their own ways, and we really get the sense that everything is completely different now. Things have really changed, and everyone will be impacted by this forever. 
even Tony is just trying to do basic things and he's so frustrated and he lashes out and is scaring Effie and that's going to change their relationship as siblings because she always trusted him implicitly. There's a lot of anger that can happen with brain damage and traumatic brain injuries and I know that I've had to work through a lot of that with my own accident, working through the flare-ups of frustration and anger. Literally, your nervous system is just so fucked afterwards that your emotions are really fucked up too. And obviously, I wasn't hit by a bus standing in the middle of the road, so my experience is only a fraction of his, but still, it's really bad. Maxie's expressing himself by dancing on the roof. It's a really beautiful scene. Uh, We see that someone's taking pictures of him. Don't know who. Guess we'll find out who's taking pictures of Maxie. And Maxie ends up going inside and telling Tony to just come out to the party because Tony's so upset and Maxie thinks maybe it'll help him feel better. At the party, Kenneth is DJing. It looks really fun. We also see them really getting into the more underground parties in this season, which I think maybe everybody's just really fucked up mentally and is just sort of saying fuck it whatever, we're just gonna go out more. Also, they're older, so they're able to go to more events and have more freedom than just having to have house parties all the time. So we're at the party. Sid is ignoring Tony's messages. There's so much to unpack with their friendship, their relationship at this point. It's gonna take a couple more episodes to really deep dive into that. But we can see that everything is really tense between Sid and the whole friend group, even him and Michelle. He just seems really fed up with everybody, I think. And then at that moment at the party, the tab of acid hits him and he is tripping balls. Effie and Tony show up to the party, Effie's sort of escorting Tony there, and she wins the Bristol's Best for this episode. Everyone's outfits are pretty trash this whole episode, so she just sort of wins by default. She has some really good Tumblr aesthetics going on with like the fried teased hair with a clip-in red extension. She has a sheer fluffy short dress with ripped fishnet layers and lots and lots of layered necklaces. Effie looks really good in this episode, so congrats Effie, you win Bristol's Best. I told you guys it would happen soon enough. We see Abigail outside the party and she immediately approaches Tony and is super overbearing, borderline harassing him by like rubbing her boobs and saying, oh, don't you remember my tongue? Don't you remember fucking me? And Effie and Tony just sort of shrug her off and push past her to get into the party, but there's a lot of unresolved issues between Abigail and Tony. Like, he did spread nude photos of her on her brother's phone to everybody, so I'm sure that's not the end of the story between those two. There's just a lot of unresolved issues between Tony and everybody, and... Now it's like, what are people going to do now that he's so injured? Effie leaves Tony at the party alone because she doesn't know. I mean, she's a kid. She doesn't know that she should be with him by his side the whole time. So she's probably just thinking, whatever, he's fine. This is my older brother. Who cares? Tony immediately starts freaking out and I feel bad for him. He looks terrified and has no idea what to do and is looking for the exit immediately. I'm sure some people feel like this is his karma or his punishment for being so god-awful to people, 
But on a human level, I just feel bad for him. You can see the pain and stress in his eyes in this scene. Maxie seems to pretty much feel the same way that I do because he goes after Tony. He's outside looking for him. But instead of finding Tony, he gets jumped by the group of bullies, which is fucking terrifying. I hate it. It makes me really angry. Fortunately, Maxie is a prime athlete, so he outruns all of them and Dale tackles him and starts kissing him. I don't know, this whole thing is just fucked up, but whatever. It's kind of Wattpad fanfic romance, I guess, so I'm suspending my disbelief about how actually terrible this would be in real life, and we're gonna give it some fanfic points. Also, Dale says that he led the bullies in the wrong direction to try to protect Maxie, so I guess that's kind of nice, but he still is part of that group, so I'm not giving him too much credit. So they're making out in the grass. Maxie seems pretty into it, so I guess it's fine. There's one brief scene where Mr. Stoneham goes over to Maxie's dad's house, the Olivers, to try to look for Tony, and there is this message about how friends will always be there for you. This is the second generation of these families knowing each other, and that Mr. Oliver is still there for the Stoneham family, and that Maxie will be there for Tony. There's just this generational care for each other, and Maxie's obviously been raised to be a caring person as well, which is nice. Back at the party, there's a very visceral scene of Sid and Michelle sitting outside in the woods in the dark, and it's just so relatable to those teenage days. I can really feel the dirt and the sweat and the grime on them and just smell those summer nights, you know, when you're just fucked up sitting outside of a party. You hear everything inside and you're just getting some fresh air. We really see how Michelle and Sid's relationship basically just centered around Tony. I mean, we knew that, but it's abundantly clear at this point the only thing that really tied them together was Tony and proximity, I guess. So the relationships between Tony, Michelle, and Sid are going to circle around and around and become more and more and more complicated as this has really thrown their dynamic off. And who are they without their roles in that friendship? Who is Michelle other than Tony's girlfriend? She'll have to find her own identity. Who is Sid other than Tony's little sort of bitch boy? No offense to Sid, but that's been his role for his whole lifetime, basically. Who is Tony when he's not the ringleader of everything and he's fallen down to earth? There's going to be a lot in this season, especially as the episodes go on. Oh my god, I'm going to be yelling a lot because so much happens. There's so much drama, chaos, love, blood, sex, tears, parties. Life is a chaotic thing, isn't it? And as we are still sort of inside in quarantine, hopefully able to do more a little bit nowadays, but... It is fun watching them go to parties and run around, getting to live life to the fullest. 
In the end, we see that Maxie's dad apologizes to him and says he does support his dreams of being a dancer. I think that the conversation with Mr. Stoneham really impacted Maxie's dad and affected his feelings. He probably realized that anything can happen and life is very fleeting, so you really want your kids to feel like they can trust you and that you do support them because otherwise they'll be gone. And it seems like he really learned a lesson from that. So it's nice to see him supporting Maxie. We close out the episode with Maxie over at the Stoneham's house and he's helping Tony learn how to write. It's a nice bonding moment for their friendship. Also is sort of a sign that Tony will be getting his skills back. He is determined to do whatever it takes to claw his way back up to the top where he used to be, and it's admirable. Tony is a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure, and starting out by writing his name is just step one in his journey back to being the king of everything in his life. That's the end of season two, episode one, Next week is Sketch, which I roll, I roll into the next dimension about Sketch, but whatever. We have to do it, I guess. And I just am so happy you guys are here for this journey with me. I have a lot going on personally, so uploads might be a little bit on the later end of the day for the next few weeks, but they will be consistently on Fridays, I promise, so don't worry about that. Make sure to follow the Instagram at oh wow the podcast and on the Reddit you can always leave your feedback, comments, thoughts. Also, I upload these to YouTube. So, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a beautiful week and get some lovely spring weather, get some sunshine and fresh air and I will be back next week. All right, thanks. Bye.